0: Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. What's going on, everybody? And thank you for joining us for episode one of the Mental Mindset Podcast. We are super excited to have you joining us. Today's topic is going to be based around self-confidence, right? We decided to start with self-confidence because we find it the most important aspect of many things that we do. Whether you feel good about yourself, right, or you don't feel good about yourself, it's going to affect how you act, how you function in this world, right? So, especially in this day and age of social media, comparing ourselves to everybody else. One of my favorite quotes I like to always share with people is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today, right? It is very important that we're always comparing ourselves to us and not to the other person on the other side of the screen, or even our partners, our brothers, our sisters, our best friends, um, all those kinds of things. We should be comparing ourselves to us. Self-confidence is so vital, so important. I can't express it enough. So what is self-confidence, right? Uh, Well, there's different aspects of it, right? So self-confidence comes in two different forms. There's many other forms, but I'm going to explain only two today to keep it simple, keep it sweet, and keep it short, right? So there's self-fulfilling prophecy, which is expecting something to happen, and that actually helps cause it to happen, right? So something along the lines of like, I'm going to get an A on this test, so I'm going to study really hard. And then all of a sudden, you get an A on the test because you studied really hard, right? Having that self-fulfilling prophecy that you are going to be enough. And then my personal favorite that we run into a lot with athletes, coaches, uh, just people in general, is a negative self-fulfilling prophecy, right? This aspect of it's a psychological barrier uh, where the expectations of failure actually leads to failure, right? One of my good friends uh, who's also in the field, Ashley, likes to say, don't think about the pink elephant, right? Uh, And it's one of those things, the second I say that, most of us start saying, huh, that's a pink elephant in the room, right? How wonderful, right? So when we see this a lot, especially with golfers, is a good example, when you're teeing up the ball, right, if there's water in front of you, what's a lot of the things that we say to each other or say to ourselves along the lines of like, don't hit it into the water, right? Okay, well, what do you end up doing? Maybe you skull it. Maybe you bomb it into the water. You hit a nice blooper right into it, right? You lose those balls that you've paid a lot of money for. Your wife is very happy with you, right? It's a good time. It's a real good time. So instead, what do you do? What can you do, right? How do you build your self-confidence so that you're not so negative uh, with yourself, right? Going off the same example, you want to tell yourself what to do or what to do and where to go, right? So instead, I might say hit the ball into the left side of the fairway hit the ball onto the right side of the green, right? You never want to say the word don't. Remove that from your vocabulary. I think that's the most important aspect of what I'm trying to get across here. Stop saying don't, right? The brain doesn't recognize anything besides don't, right? The second you say don't, it doesn't matter what you say after that. It's going to do what you said, just said, right? So instead, tell yourself what you should be doing. That's incredibly important, right? And self-confidence is one of those things where there's a lot of benefits to it, right? There's, there's aspects of it it facilitates concentration right it increases your effort it affects your game strategies and at the end of the day it just affects your performance right we can think of a lot of times where we're not so confident and all of a sudden we get into a situation and we immediately feel under pressure uh, under under excited uh, and just this aspect of just feeling like crap overall in general I can think of a lot of times when I've worked with athletes or even just myself. Right. Where I've gone into a situation very nervous. I got those butterflies flying around in my stomach and I just can't I can't get myself to feel super confident and super excited about what I'm about to do because I don't trust myself. Right. This aspect of trusting. Uh, and I'm sure that Zach will share a lot of things that he's experienced as a coach uh, either with himself, like when you first start out with something. But um, building confidence is, is incredibly important because it comes from this aspect of continuously doing something Uh, successfully, and that builds your confidence, right? Um, So a few ways to build self-confidence, right? You want to ensure performance accomplishments, meaning you want to have a successful behavior, which increases your confidence and it leads to further successful behavior, right? At the end of the day, you also just want to act confidently, right? This aspect of fake it until you make it, right? Uh, I think we do that a lot of times uh, in a lot of different aspects, right? Um, Sometimes people just act a certain way so that they feel good, right? Uh, I always say, if you say anything confidently enough, you can get people to believe you. Uh, this is not a political show, so we're not going to get into that. But at any time, you can say something with enough confidence, and people will believe it. I think I can promise you that, right? And also, just think confidently. Have this aspect of I'm confident, and no one can shake that from me, right? Compare yourself to yourself, and not anybody else. We'll discuss imagery later in the show.
1: Just to go back on a couple things you said there, I think just to understand and break down. One of the most important things, in my opinion, right, is the the point you just talked about, about take don't out of your vocabulary and having self-confidence going into a situation. So those are two things I kind of want to jump down a little bit before we keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, the don't out of your vocabulary. So you gave a really nice example when you talk about golfers, right? The first thing you say, don't slam it into the water. And I will tell you, I'm the first person to do it. And I will slam it into the water every single time. We know because that's how it works, right? <laughs> um, you gave a, an example or two of like, you know, hit to the left side of the fairway, hit to the right side of the green. What about if it's not uh, a golf situation? Like, let's say it's you're, uh, you're going into work into just a regular meeting, right? And maybe you're presenting off a of PowerPoint or something like that. Give me an example there.
0: Yeah, so a lot of times, that's a great question, Zach, right? So you want this aspect yeah. of like, Usually we go into a meeting that maybe we don't feel very confident about. And like, you might be like, uh, don't stutter, right? Duh, duh, just like something like that, right? Like don't don't stutter. Don't say the word um all the time in between your sentences, things like that, right? Uh, I know that's a personal favorite of yours, Zach. So Thanks. Um, <laughs> you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Uh, but it's one of those things also um, doing this aspect of going in and, and staying focused on the, the, the details and the things you can control. Right, so going into a meeting of like, I created this PowerPoint, I created this presentation. I know what's on it. I'm the expert in what I'm presenting. I should just go in there and discuss what's on here and stick to the realities and the things that I know. Don't try to get fancy. Don't try to get all cute. Just stick to the facts and tell yourself that you know what you're doing because you're the creator of it. Right? When you when you're the creator, it, it tends to be a little bit easier to to kind of. Uh, just believe what you're saying, right? And going back to like the thinking confidently and acting confidently. Go in there like you own the place and people aren't really going to question that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that's important too to say, right? So experience from my my area, getting on the ice with pro goaltenders is kind of one of those things, right? You hop (laughs) on the ice and... You feel like, you know, again, I haven't played at the highest level. I never played at, you know, through college. I stopped and went into work full time right after high school. So I didn't do that, but I have training. I have background. I'm very knowledgeable about the sport of hockey. I watch a lot of hockey. I study hockey. I consider myself a student of the game, right? So I have kind of those things going for me. I also have an extreme knowledge of goaltending. So at the end of the day, When I get on the ice with pro goaltenders, even college and junior goaltenders who are playing, again, at a high level, I understand and I'm confident in my abilities and my understanding of the situation. And what I've found is there's times where it becomes almost a collaboration. And I think that's important to know and understand, too, is pay attention You're not just up giving a presentation, right? It's not you running the show, but it's a group collaboration of things that are happening. And you might be more successful by bringing other people into your presentation or or your situation.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, thinking about just confidence in general, right? Like you had said, you've you've done multiple podcasts, and this is my first one, right? Like we are only going to get better at this whole podcasting thing as we go and as our confidence builds, right? it's a good prime example of, of like kind of how to build confidence and things like that. Right. Um, but like you had said, right. Like especially being younger and stepping onto the ice with guys who are at different levels and maybe older, right. Like you, we have this idea that we need to prove ourselves, right. Like I have to go in there and, t- and give them all my accolades and say, I've done this, 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 and this. And I've been here, here and here, and here and here. At the end of the day, it, they don't care. Right. They just want to know that you know what you're talking about. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Um, like this aspect of just going in there and, and feeling and knowing that you know your stuff and, and dropping the knowledge bombs, right? And then helping athletes of all levels and experience levels kind of get to where they want to be.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes across the board, right? So that's whether it's athletes, great example, a great story about that is uh, one of the times I got to work with a, a goaltender plays between the AHL and the NHL and, Uh, I was my first skate with those guys. It was for me a little nerve wracking, but at the end of the day, I told myself, I know what I'm doing. I understand the situation. I know hockey. I know what I'm, I know gold's ending. So I got in the ice, started running a drill with them and they were looking at me. So little, uh, nerve wracking, I guess, or a little bit, you know, you (laughs) kind of feel like, all right, everybody's watching me. And I just leaned back on my experience and my knowledge And ended up having uh, it was a collaboration. It was literally me and a guy, like I said, between the AHL and NHL, who's asking me questions about what situation I'm presenting and how it's going to affect or how he can visualize in his game so that when he gets into those situations on the ice, it gives him, uh, he already has the mental picture and the knowledge of this is what, this is that situation I worked. And I think that's important too, is giving people an understanding or giving them the whole picture. Don't just give them part of the information, give them the entire picture of this is the reason, here's why I'm doing this this way. And that will give you instant credibility or instant buy-in from the people that you're trying to work with now I get it. I have the whole picture. And yes, I'm involved or I'm in for it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think you're, you're spot on about that. If you present it all right up front, right, this this aspect of what don't they know kind of goes out the window, right? They start listening to what you do know. Uh, and, and that goes into some of the other aspects of building self-confidence, right? Like this idea of preparation right? Like developing performance plans or developing um, a script that you're going to read to yourself. And, and, we'll, and we'll go over imagery later on in the podcast, but like imagery is incredibly important to not just building self-confidence, but just seeing yourself being successful, right? Um, one of the, the reasons that we are unconfident, right? Or we feel like a lack of confidence is because we're scared of the unknown, right? This aspect of like, what is there? What, what is going to happen? What are they going to ask me? What are they going to say to me? Um, so eliminating the unknown becomes one of the main things that we as sports psychologists really focus on, right? Um, like identifying what the unknown is and then helping people develop plans for addressing the unknown, right? So like a good unknown for the for the lay person or the everyday person, right, is this idea of like going to work, right, The, the traffic, right? Well, I don't want to be late, so... So what if there's traffic on the way, right? Well, that's an unknown. We don't know. Every day is different, especially here in Connecticut. If you got to travel on 84 and 95, uh, sometimes the wonderful 91, right? You have no idea, right? Someone being a jerk and kind of driving around kind of crazy, causing a backup. And now that three-lane highway is now blocked off. And you have no way to get to work. And you're definitely not going to be on time, right? So identifying like plans around that, right? Leave a little bit early so that maybe you get to work a little bit early. But at least, you know, you won't be late. Right. Or have a backup route plans and things like that, like identifying the unknown and then creating plans for if those unknowns do become true. You know,
1: I think it's important too to understand that having plans is a good backup, right? Understanding that you've got a plan here, a plan there within moderation though we don't need to be sporadic we don't need to have backup plans on backup plans for everything in our life right it's okay to live spontaneously with certain things but it gives you the ability to be confident in in what you're doing just by knowing all right hey if something goes wrong today i can kind of back up do what i need to do make sure that i'm ready and i have and all, I don't have to think. I don't have to stop. I already know where I'm going to go or what my next action is going to be based on the. Maybe it's just a framework plan, too, right? It doesn't have to have every single detail, but I have some kind of backup just in case I need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And. And having a backup is always a good idea, right? We're talking about, and I definitely don't want you to have a plan for your plan on top of your plan. I mean, gotta have uh, your whole life scripted out. That would be incredibly boring, right? Um, but this goes into another aspect of self-confidence of like your social climate, right? Uh, and I know like we probably have a lot of youth athletes, a lot of maybe younger people listening with their parents or things like that. So I, I wanna make sure that they understand who your friends are now is also incredibly important, right? Because who you surround yourself with usually depicts what you feel about yourself right uh, I, I there's another saying also of like the way that your body looks the way that you feel is a reflection of who you surround yourself with in your lifestyle right so that's a it's an incredible aspect of build yourself around a social climate that gives you hope gives you inspiration gives you excitement gives you this idea that like you are good enough that you are a good person right um, I think I think social climate is something that we don't really talk about enough. Uh, when it comes to, like, building self-confidence and things like that. But it's it's incredibly valuable, right? Uh, I try to surround myself with with people like you, Zach, with people, like, uh, who own their own businesses, uh, people who have leadership styles. But I also like to surround myself with people who like to kick back, lay back, go hiking, and just kind of relax, right? Um, I have a good group of hiking friends that we all go up to New Hampshire and hike all the time. But, like, we surround ourselves with those people because that's what makes us feel good, and it makes us feel good about ourselves, Right. Um, Alex Toussaint from Peloton says, look good, feel good, do better, right? It's one of my favorite sayings. Um, and, I, and I think it's so valuable uh, to, to, to kind of live that lifestyle.
1: I think it's important to talk about that group around you and understand that group around you, right? Because just as much as you control your own out, outcome or your own being of what you're doing, it's important to understand that that group of people around you is, is super important. And I think in a later episode, we can chat a little bit more about just how important that support group or those people around you are, because I'm a big, big proponent of making sure that we have that kind of like a, a good support group, people around you that push you to be better, that push you to be the best person you can be in order to make sure that we're doing everything possible or you know, exceeding the goals that we set for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, if we exceed or meet the goals that we set for ourselves, our confidence is going to just continue to grow we're going to end up doing whatever we want to do.
0: You're spot on, man. You're spot on. I think, I think confidence is exactly why or this is exactly why we start here with confidence, right? This aspect of where are you? And let's meet you where you are, right? That's one of the big things I always say when I work with uh, whether it's a mental health client or a sports psychology client, Right, this aspect of where are you uh let's meet you where you are and and we'll always pace before we leave right like i want to make sure that i understand where that person is um and, and kind of go from there so so it, the last thing i'll mention is for our coaches right like how do you build self confidence in your athletes right uh so one of the best ways to do it is demonstration right so like giving demonstrations to your athletes uh, and things like that to allow them to learn new skills and to help build their self confidence. So, three key things, right? Point out a high status model, meaning like someone who is really good at it. Like, so for you, Zach, in goaltending, it might be someone like Johnny Quick here in Connecticut, right? Like from Avon Old Farms and things like that. Like, point out something that he does really well. Uh, if you're a Rangers fan like I am, the best team in the world. You can do like a Henrik Lundqvist and something that he did during his amazing career and and stuff like that. So pick out a high status model and, and use them as an effective skill builder, right? And then focus on the attention of the learners, right? And only focus on like three or four key aspects of a movement, right? If you're teaching someone how to dribble a basketball, you want to focus on the aspect of their fingertips, right? Hitting the ball and then something along the lines of, like, not their palm, right? But You want to, again, tell them what to do. So, like, fingertips and push down and wave goodbye with the wrist. Something simple, easy, quick that they can focus on, right? And then the last one, right, have the people, have your athletes name the subunits of the parts of the skill that you just described, right? So, like, after you say something, tell them something, uh, have them repeat back to you what they just said, allowing uh, to make sure that they understood, recognized, and they're going to be able to perform that right back to you uh, and then build that self-confidence. You know what I mean?
1: Definitely. And I think there's one other part to that I would add, just from the coaching side of things, uh, compassion. Not everything is going to be perfect. They're not going to do it right the first time. If they do, fantastic. But then it's time to continue to build that. So now it's not uh, a thought process. It's a motor process. Uh, But it's really, really important to be compassionate. And I think you know part of growing self-confidence in athletes is you have to have a relationship or a connection. You can't just do it by me being a stranger and having this kind of stuff happen. You need to make sure that there's a relationship there. There's a trust there. And the ultimate building block of that trust and relationship has to be compassion. They need to know that you care about them on a very, very uh, intimate level. And you care about them as a person, not
0: just them as an athlete. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, uh, I couldn't agree more with that. And that's a great coaching perspective. Uh, I really hope um, that like, these combinations, these tips, these tricks uh, were helpful to anybody out there, right? Uh, self-confidence is super important. We have a lot more information on it. We just wanted to give a quick 20-minute episode based off of it. Um, next week is what, Zach? Are we doing personality or something like that? Was that what we were talking about?
1: I don't think we should give it away. I think we should make people come back and listen.
0: Uh, uh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. See, the, uh, the podcast uh, the podcast expert here. Uh, doing his thing while I am just over here ruining the show piece by piece, and I'm very excited to do so. Uh, we really can't thank all of you enough for listening to the first episode. Uh, the support, the appreciation, the guidance, uh, and all those things are incredibly helpful. Please email us, comment below, uh, follow us. We will happily be bringing this every single week. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of have this project kick off. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us.
1: Just as a quick follow up to that, everybody, uh, I do have a there's an email address set up for the podcast itself. I will post that in the show notes. Like Andrew just said, we want to hear from you. We hope that you have some feedback. Even if it's how terrible we are, we're okay with that. Um, <laughs> my my
0: self confidence isn't shaking. Baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can. Obviously, like Andrew said in the beginning, as we continue to do this, we'll get more comfortable, things will get a little bit better. <laughs> Uh, but in the meanwhile, please give us feedback. Maybe you have questions that email is a great place to get us. Uh, we can, you know, work both of us on it or don't forget the social media pages as well. We'd be glad to have you follow the social media pages, reach out in DMS or anything like that. So, uh, other than that, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and we'll see you guys all on next week's episode.
0: Thank you. Good night.